This is the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. How's it going, guys? Back with another podcast. This is season one, episode four on this podcast. The title is Depression, Stress, Anxiety. Let's talk about it. So diving right into it, this podcast, again, is going to be over depression, stress, and anxiety. I've gone through a lot, and I've learned how to kind of cope with these things, and first and foremost, reach out to me or someone if you're having trouble with this stuff. I promise you, I love you, and many other people know, that you know love you. It, there's so many people that love you, and you got to understand that life isn't worth taking your life. There's so much more. Just because you're at a low at a current point in your life doesn't mean you're going to be a low the rest of your life. There's much more to come. You're at the bottom of the mountain, and I promise you, you can climb it, and with the help of others, is the first and foremost thing you need, you've got to do. So jumping right into it. So generally stress is responsible for external cause. So like, say you have a tight it, tight end, a, t- uh, a deadline at work, or, you know, you have an assignment that's due a huge project that's due on Friday night or Sunday night. And, you know, you're getting stressed out because of it. Anxiety is more of an internal thing than external where stress is external and anxiety is internal kind of deals with stress that's why I'm explaining it it is categorized kind of as a persistent feeling of dread so to say in situations that are not actually threatening and unlike stress anxiety can persist can persist even after concern has passed So I'm going to kind of be talking about them interchangeably, but starting off with anxiety, I want to give kind of the symptoms of it is constant worrying, nervousness, negative or distorted thinking, tension, excessive sweating, and trouble concentrating. And now I want to give the symptoms for stress. Physical stress symptoms are low energy, headaches, upset stomach, chest pains, frequent cold sweats, nervousness and shaking, dry mouth, and yeah, those include the physical symptoms. Now kind of the more internal symptoms, constant worrying, racing thoughts, forgetful and disorganized inability to focus, poor judgment. And yeah, those are kind of the symptoms of anxiety and stress. And there's a little bit of a difference between the two, but they kind of intertwine together. So now I'm going to talk about my story with stress and anxiety and how I've kind of dealt with it. So I have a lot of things going in my life, right? I'm majoring in entrepreneurial management. Minors are residential property management and construction management. I got a lot going on and the classes are very different from one another. They don't really intertwine with each other a whole lot. Very different sectors of the, so to say, minors and majors. So it can be stressful. And another thing, fraternity positions, and I just got an executive board that helped with a lot of stress. I'm starting my own business. I have my own podcast now. As you're listening to, school, work, and the list goes on. I have a lot of stuff, and I'm constantly dealing with things. And to be completely honest with you guys, I I do, in fact, have panic attacks. And that has happened a lot more frequently this year than any other time. I've never had a panic attack until... This year, the beginning of the semester, actually a couple days before the semester began, I knew the next day I had a lot to do and I just stressed myself out and I couldn't fall asleep. I started to get cold sweats 
my heart started pumping a bunch and I just didn't know what to do. And it was three in the morning. I called my mom and she picked up the phone luckily and she was able to calm me down. And I finally went to sleep luckily, but in these panic attacks has consistently happened over and over. And I think a total of five times I've had panic attacks at night. It's just my thoughts were overpowering my head and I really let things get to me and you know, I can't control everything. That's one thing I need to get through my head. And you guys too, is that you just can't control everything. You have 24, everyone has 24 hours in the day. Elon Musk, you know, everyone, it's crazy that these business people have 24 hours as well. It's just how they spend their time. And we all have the same time in a day. So you can't, you have to try and try your best to do what you're doing and get accomplished that day. So I've dealt with a lot of things in one day and it's about prioritizing. That's a big thing, prioritizing, knowing, and I always have a to-do list on my journal, what I need to get done first and listed to whatever, how much stuff I have and I need to accomplish in that day most likely. But I know the things towards the end don't necessarily have to get done within the day, but I would like to get ahead and do those things. And prioritizing is definitely a big thing because I'm able to get things things done that are due the next day or due at the end of the week out of my way and out of my thinking and thoughts and just be done with them. Another thing between stress and anxiety could be genetics. Your There's a lot of things that this could go into. And if your family has a, a history of stress and anxiety, you might ask your parents or a family member if you do and maybe get it checked out by a doctor because it could be something serious. And again, now how I deal with stress and anxiety. A big thing is working out. I'm constantly working out every single day, usually in the morning with my roommate, Trevor. And it's just a big help just getting stress out. I, it's meditation for me just to lift iron. And that, that really sounds cliche, I guess, or I guess, so to say douchey in a way, but it's really not what I'm trying to get at is that I work out six times a week I skip on Saturdays so I can do schoolwork and other stuff and business stuff, but I work out for about an hour each day, so skipping one, so it's about six hours total, and it just starts me off well. I know that I accomplished something right off the bat of the day, and everything, all my thoughts, the stress I have going on, I let it exit my head, and I listen to some music, whatever it may be, and I'm just lifting with my buddy Trevor, and it's a really healthy addiction for you. Another thing is eating healthy. Uh, Another thing that I figured out is when I stopped eating junk as much is that I just feel more fresh and my mind is more fresh moving off of the nutrition, the healthy nutrition that I give it. Another thing is talking to others about your stress. It helps so much. And this is a problem that I have, but I've been trying to do more and more is talking to others and getting it off your chest and getting suggestions from others, whether it be your parents. I go to my dad, my mom a lot for advice when I'm having trouble with, you know, whatever it may be, school, internships, whatever it is, I go to them for advice and get it off my chest and they're able to help me with advice or to direct me in the right way so I'm not stressing as much or having as much anxiety built up towards if I didn't versus if I didn't get help from them. Take breaks and take a deep breath. That's that's definitely another big one. It's just, you know, 
I work a lot and I know when I hit an hour, hour and a half of working that I need to take a step away and I'm, I'm starting to become, my brain's starting to get a little foggy. So I just need to step away, take a deep breath and, you know, watch a documentary, uh, go on Instagram a little bit, whatever it may be, just get my mind off school. And then I come back and I have a fresh mind and I'm able to study and do schoolwork more efficiently. Another thing is avoiding drugs and alcohol. This, it's scientifically proven that it worsens your stress and anxiety if you do take a lot of drugs or alcohol. So trying to eliminate that or reduce it is definitely going to be a big help. Another thing is humor. Looking up comedy videos, stuff that makes you laugh is definitely a big time help. Like when I have a panic attack, I sometimes look up comedy shows or something very funny on YouTube. And just to get my thoughts off whatever I'm stressing and I'm becoming anxious about. So that definitely helps. And that's actually really helped me fall asleep when I'm stressing and I can't fall asleep or have anxiety, whatever it may be, is just looking up something that's funny and being able to laugh and just lose all my thoughts prior to that. And just having a clear mind and being in the moment and laughing at whatever the person, the comedian or short clip that it is and just laughing and enjoying the time. Another thing that is slept on so much is meditation. People sleep on that so much and it kind of sounds like hippie guy, you know, gonna go meditate, but no, it really does do a lot. I just meditated this morning. Medi I try to meditate every morning just to have a clear mind getting into the day and you just let all your thoughts and stress and anxiety leave your body. It's really aligning your soul and your physical well-being together. And that's the one of the best ways to start the day off. And I didn't know what to do getting into it. I just got a yoga mat and then I look up YouTube tutorials. Now I just have a meditation playlist that I listen to on Spotify and I sit and meditate for, you know, sometimes it's f five minutes, sometimes it's 20 minutes. Just get things, clear my head and just breathe in and breathe out and constantly doing that. And you got to look up YouTube you know, beginner meditation that definitely helps a lot, a lot, a whole lot. And it's something that I highly recommend just getting a cheap yoga mat, 10, 15 bucks on Amazon. It's well worth the investment for your well-being of your health. Another thing is just positive, maintaining a positive attitude. And sometimes that can be hard, you know, like your days beat you up and you really, really don't want to be positive, but your negativity is only going to spread through others. So you're having a bad day and then someone cuts you off and you're thinking about flipping them off. Well, you, you could just make be making someone else's day worse when you can de-escalate the situation and just calm yourself down and try to spread positive attitude to others. And it can cause a butterfly effect and a ripple effect to others and really make a positive difference, whether it be just holding a door for someone or talking to someone on the bus that's near you, talking to someone in class, asking how their day was, whatever it may be, just try to keep a positive attitude and limit the negativity that's going on in your head. Another thing is keeping yourself busy. That, that definitely helps a lot when I'm busy. I can't be stressing about a paper if I'm doing it, although you can stress about the paper while you're doing it, like time-wise, like if it's due in 30 minutes or something, but you just have to take a deep breath and try your best. That's really all you have to do. And it's not the end of the world. If you fail or don't get it in time, you get a zero. Even if you have to retake the course, it's not the end of the world. 
maybe you have to stay another semester. Who knows? It's not the end of the world. You're at the bottom of the mountain. You just have to climb the mountain, whether it's getting help or refining yourself and climbing that mountain. I promise you it is 100% worth it. And keeping yourself busy is definitely a big help on limiting the stress and anxiety one might have. Another thing, kind of like I mentioned before, is accepting that you cannot control everything. That is really a big thing uh, that people need to understand. And that's why I have a lot of panic attacks. Like I tried my best during the day and I tried to get as much done as possible. But at the end of the day, I didn't get everything accomplished. And then I'm stressing myself out. And at the end of the day, I tried my best. I just need to take a deep breath and realize that I can't control everything. Everyone has 24 hours in a day, like I said. And definitely another thing is YouTube tips. I've come across that, you know, researching on by yourself is definitely a big help because things that might work with me may not work with you. I'm sure there's at least one thing that can help you out of this list, but there's definitely more on YouTube and they've done a lot of help for me. Another thing is getting sleep. I promise you getting that seven to eight hours a day for sleep is super important. Not only does it determine how your day is going to go, you're not going to be tired. You're going to be alert, energetic, all the above. You're just going to have a way better day and you're better off if you get better sleep than if you were to get four to five hours of sleep. Get sleep, treat your body really like it is long term. You need to get good sleep and it's scientifically proven that people that stay up long working nights whether it be business, stressing out, working on something, whatever it is, people that get terrible sleep long-term has effects, and it's proven. I've read many articles on this. I've watched YouTube, and doctors talked about it, that eventually it's going to catch up to you. And people have, this is an extreme cause, but people have literally died from not getting sleep, you know, whether it be 20, 30 years, and they're now 60, and they would have lived a lot longer if they would have, gotten their sleep and that really is just an overall healthy body once you have sleep and it's natural energy that you have not caffeinated energy or medicine energy whatever it is and another thing is a fact is 37 percent of people affected seek treatment which means 63 percent of people are not seeking treatment when having stress and anxiety and it's something that needs to be talked about because you know, I don't hear it a whole lot. Not a whole lot of people talk about it. And I want to bring this to the table in front of you and hopefully make you realize maybe you do have stress and anxiety and maybe it's something you need to focus on for your overall long-term health. So seek help, whether it be talking to family, friends, neighbor, whatever it is, whatever you got to do, therapist. There's If you're in college, there's therapists at colleges that are offered to you free. It's a resource that you pay for. So I haven't personally used that. I've figured out some things that have helped a lot, but if I ever need to, I know that that resource is there and I'll seek help through a therapist that I don't even have to pay for being in college. But if you're not in college, then therapy is definitely a big help either way. And it's well worth the investment to regain yourself and refine yourself and get this figured out because it's very important to your long-term health and you have to get it figured out. It's not something you can put on the side and deal with later it will build up and it will only get worse and cause a huge train wreck at the end. Trust me, that's coming from someone that has experience. And I, uh, I've done that many times, but now I know and I've focused on it to understand 
that finding the problem it's one thing the first thing you got to do is realize the problem and then you got to take action to the problem now going to get into depression something that really isn't talked about a whole lot about other people and I again want to bring to the table I'm going to start off with some depression symptoms feeling sad or hopeless negative thinking patterns loss of loss of self-esteem impaired concentration lack of motivation loss of appetite or increase of appetite low energy or fatigued becoming overwhelmed easily so now I'm going to talk about my story with depression and I'm going to be getting a little bit personal as in I haven't really told anyone this besides people that are really close to me my dad and my brother and I could have gone to other people for it but those are what I just ended up going with and I hope that this really just helps people out there me sharing my story because now I'm basically an open book right people don't know this what I'm about to say and I'm just opening becoming an open book to help others and I I really do want to help you so first and foremost with depression I'm just going to say it that I have had suicidal thoughts in the past and I have once almost attempted suicide and I just gotta say it that it's not worth it it's really not worth it I but in the moment I just didn't want to be alive life was complex I I didn't feel like I was making a difference I had no idea what I wanted to do in life I was just consumed by these negative thoughts that just kept on beating me up and I thought there was no way out but there was a way out and actually I remember the night I there was many it started in the seventh grade I wrote my journal thought no one was going to see but my mom ended up figuring it out and we ended up seeking therapy uh in the seventh grade I got bullied and I drew a picture in my journal, me hanging myself, and yeah, in the seventh grade, that's just crazy. Man, seventh grade is when the suicidal thoughts began, began, and I thought that was the end, but it was really only the beginning. And I tried to restore it and not talk about my depression to other people, and it again, it just turned to a big train wreck, which I'll get at in just a second, but there's many other when I was uh, in high school, there were suicidal thoughts. And then my last one was freshman year of college. I just was stressed out. I didn't know what to do. Went through a breakup. And I, I, or I was going through relationship problems. And there was a bunch of other things that were stressing me out. And I just didn't see a way out. I didn't. And I remember sitting down and praying to God, give me a sign or I, I'm, I'm going to end my life tonight. I just feel like nothing. I don't feel like I'm going to amount to anything. And I let these negative thoughts consume me. And I and I prayed and prayed and I was like, God, show me a sign. And I remember getting a text a couple hours later from my dad saying, and again, this wasn't, I didn't seek help or anything. I just prayed to God. I got a text from my dad and he said, you know, your family really loves you, Hunter. You know, your little brother, Jagger, I don't know what he would do without you. He really looks up to you and your younger brothers look up to you. We love you, Hunter. We don't know what we'd do without you. Man, talk about an answer from God. That was 
just heart-wrenching to hear. Like, if I killed myself, I would only be causing pain upon others. And right then and there, I knew I had a higher purpose, even if it was my family. And I, I couldn't take my life away from my family because I knew how much I meant to them. And I promise you, if it even if it's not your family, you feel like you're loved, you're loved somewhere. I, I love you. Come talk to me. Shoot me a DM, text, whatever, email, whatever it may be. I promise you, you're going to get through it. I promise you. Whether you fall in a ditch and you just need help getting up, you got to seek that help. Like I said, when you're at the bottom of the mountain and you're on your knees and you're weakened and you don't know what to do, find someone to give you a hand and climb that mountain. Because I tell you what, when you get to the top of the mountain, you're going to quickly look down and realize where you were and think, man, why did I even think that? Here I am, this beautiful view in life. And I would have never amounted to the things that I have now if I sat there or ended my life there. And that's like me. If I would have ended my life freshman year, I would have not made Dean's List five out of six times, like uh, got an internship in California, my dream internship, job, these connections, friends, family, meeting more friends, networking, all this stuff I wouldn't have not had if at the bottom of the mountain I gave up. It's worth living. Talk to me. Talk to someone. I promise you it's not worth it. Another example I'm going to give is, um, it was a tough one. My friend from high school ended his life, and that was a tough time. That was so tough. And I didn't really talk to others about it. I just kept it inside. And uh, then a, a week later, my teacher that I was really close with in high school came to my graduation party, sent me a letter, really helped me with math and I found a different passion. I hated math and he made me love math and he ended his life a week later from my friend ending his life. And then I went through a breakup a year and a half being together and man, talking about an all-time low. But I knew I went through that depression freshman year and I knew it was coming. I just had to take some time, recover. It's going to take some time. But I just ended up figuring out, you know, life, getting myself recentered, meditation, all this stuff helps. And I seeked help, talked to others. My friend Will Madden has been a big help in my life when I was going through a big thing in my life. Um, and my, actually, my dog died. My A dog that I had in my life for since I was eight died. And it was the toughest time. It just seemed like I was getting punched over and over and over and I got filled with depression and I didn't know what to do. And then I, I talked to my roommate, Will Charles Madden, and he was such a big help. And me and him bounced off each other and um, with ideas and just helping each other. And we talked about the things that were going on in life, just sitting down and him being my roommate in my fraternity room was just definitely such a big help. We talked about stuff. We went through stuff, the thick and thin together, the good and the bad. And I found him as my outlet and I, I just, we'd just be 10 p.m. at night and we'd just be talking for hours on end about stuff and, you know, helping each other out. And it really meant, meant a lot. And, well, you do mean a lot to me. I love you, my man. But, um, yeah, it was a really tough time. Um, and I seeked help because I knew it was going to happen again. 
and I didn't want to get those suicidal thoughts again. So I seeked help and I can't tell you how much it ended up helping. I always feel like seeking help for me was like putting my problems on someone else and I don't want to put my problems on someone else. So it just really helps seeking and I promise you people want to help you. It's not worth it. You know, a quote that I want to say is when someone kills themselves, it doesn't stop the pain. It only passes it. As in when you kill yourself, it only passes the pain on to family and friends and it causes a huge uproar and pain in people. And it's just really not worth it. I promise you people care. You might not have life figured out. You might be failing classes. You might not wondering what the hell you're doing in life, but I promise you it's worth living. I promise you that. And whatever you're going through, please seek help. That's the biggest thing. Now, uh, now specifically going into how I deal with depression, I keep myself busy. I improve my sleep, which kind of goes in with stress and anxiety. It really helps. I promise you improving your eating habits. Like I talked about already, definitely goes a long way. Beating procrastination. You tend to be a little bit lazy and lack of motivation. Something that I helps me a lot is I follow Instagram uh, pages that are motivation and stuff. So it helps me stay motivated. And I look up YouTube videos that I motivate and it just helps me. And that's why on my Instagram highlight page, I have a bunch of motivation and knowledge and check it out. It really did help me and I post it to help others. But beating procrastination is definitely something that you need to do because you only worry stress more when you procrastinate things. Another thing is chores, whether or not, whether or not, whether or not you believe it is chores really do help a lot because I'm just organized, clean, and it feels good to be in the environment I'm in when things are done and clean right. Another thing is a group or one person just to talk to, like I gave an example, me talking to my friend Will helped a lot and just getting it off my chest. It felt like the thoughts left my mind and then he gave me advice and it just went a long way and helped a lot. Another thing is setting goals. That really helps. I have long-term goals and I have short-term goals within this semester I want to accomplish. And that just sets me on a baseline of what I want to accomplish. I read them every morning and every night. And it really helps me stay on track and not be, and it definitely reduces stress, depression, and anxiety. Another thing is rewarding yourself. You know, you've been I'm not saying ball out on your entire paycheck, but you know, like maybe there's a cologne you want, or maybe there's this movie that you want to see or whatever it is, reward yourself when you put in hard work or you're going through some hard times. Maybe that bowl of ice cream is really worth it. You know, just reward yourself and try to keep your mind off these negative thoughts. Creating routine is another thing that's really helped me. I have a routine written out. I get up around 6, 7 a.m. Lately, I've been focusing on sleep a little bit more. So sometimes I've been waking up at 8, 9, uh, and sometimes on the weekends, 10. But usually my normal is 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm waking up and starting with my routine. I have everything laid out, workout, eat breakfast, start schoolwork, go to class, all that stuff. I have a routine laid out. And it's okay if sometimes the routine gets messed up. And that's something that I had to figure out myself because, like, my routine got messed up because I stayed up late the other night and uh, now my entire schedule is messed up because I woke up late. It's okay. You can move things around. I promise you it's not the end of the world. 
but setting a routine definitely helps you and gives you a starting point to the day. Another thing is doing something you enjoy, whether it be playing basketball, friends, video games, doing your makeup, or just like listening to music. Listening to music, oh my gosh, Red Hot Chili Peppers has gotten me gotten me through so much. I, I really love that band to death. Dark Necessities, highly recommend. But I remember just being depressed and listening to that music, and it just brought me up. I just, it, it was unheard of. It was something I can't put into words what music does to me. It really does soothe my soul, especially when I'm going through it. Another thing is getting outside and enjoying nature, just getting fresh air, going on, walking on a path. I know like here in Muncie where I'm located, there's Minatrista, a good walking path, whether it be bike, walk or whatever, walk on campus, just get fresh air. It feels so good. Staying in, staying at your desk or in the library all day can really suck and is really good to maybe take that break and use it to go a walk around campus, get some fresh air, a little bit of exercise. It really does help. Another thing is spreading positivity. When I was at an all-time low, it really helped bringing smiles to others. It really gave me the positive energy and feel I needed when I was at my lowest, when I was helping others and making a difference. It really does go a long way. Another thing that I'm just going to say real quick and lastly is you aren't alone. A lot of people deal with this depression, including me. I've gone through depression so much and I have not shared publicly or to many people about this, but I want to put it on the table because I'm tired of it not getting talked about. I, I'm, and I'm tired of my, my old self when I was going through it and I didn't seek help. But I want to put it on the table in front of us and realize that it's there. It's okay. But you got to seek help. Seeking help helps you so much. And you're not putting your problems on someone else. I'm telling you, there's people that really want to help you. Just go up to them and be like, man, I'm going through it right now. I just really need to talk. And I promise you, the people that really care about you will listen and open up and share advice and maybe even their story on it. Me and Will go way back and we shared so much things together and it really helped to get it off your chest. That's the biggest thing. And meditation is such a big help as well. There's many other things that you guys can research and find YouTube, Google, whatever it may be. But I'm telling you, you aren't the only one that's dealing with this. And I'm here to help you. You can DM me on Instagram, hunter.bealbeale underscore. Shoot me a DM and we can talk. I promise you I care. We're going to get through this. You might be at the bottom of the mountain, but I'm telling you what, when you get to that top of that mountain, you're going to look back and say, how, how was I thinking that? If I would have known being at the top of the mountain versus being at the bottom of the mountain, I would have never had those thoughts. But I'm telling you that hike up that mountain is worth the view. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Love you guys. Seek help. And with that being said, cue the outro. This was the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. Seek help and I'll see you on the next one, guys.